This is an Area Code podcast. I want to make an NBA hip-hop comparison. I want to compare Kevin Durant to a hip-hop artist. That hip-hop artist is Aubrey Graham, also known as Drake. Fuck Drake. This is Feel for the Game, the sports podcast where we talk about our feelings. My name is Nick. And I'm Noah. And on Feel for the Game, we talk about moments in sports history in terms of how they made us feel, what they made us think, and if they changed the way we view life in general. Today, I'm excited because we get to talk about one of my favorite people just in life. That's just a weird way to frame Kevin Durant. Not favorite basketball player, favorite people. We're talking about Kevin Durant, Slim Reaper, Durantula. Uh, Durantula. What else we got? Uh, Iceberg Slim. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend. The guy He's that not, had that really shitty kids movie. <laughs> Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, yeah. Not a shitty movie. Man, I should have pulled a quote from that movie. And you like that, the Croods and you like Thunderstruck. Hey, I'm starting to question your movie credibility here. Everyone, stop what you're doing and just remind yourself that Croods 2 is coming out <laughs> soon. Uh, no, so today we're talking about Kevin Durant, not specifically, not his, uh, not what he's, not what he does on the court necessarily. Mm-hmm. We're actually talking about a decision that he made. We're talking about Kevin Durant choosing to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook. That's cute, man. That's cute. And go play with the Golden State Warriors, who uh, were pretty damn good at the yeah. time he joined the team. And by that, he means had just broke the record for most wins in a season. Granted, did not win the championship, but had the most winning this season of all time. 73 wins. uh, Nine losses for those who don't know those 82 games. 73 and nine. 73 and nine. uh, Golden State beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs to to send Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook home. And came back from a 3-1 deficit. Came back 3-1. Kevin Durant had the... Statistically, best team of all time down three to one. Yes. Golden State came back. They came back and won. won. And then Kevin Durant's like, hey, you know what? I want to go play with those guys. But the fun thing about it is that then Golden State gets to the championship, goes up 3 1 against LeBron James and the Cavaliers. I think he comes back. We we had a discussion about this months ago, but is that called irony? Uh, No. Okay. I don't don't think so, but I'm pretty dumb. I could be wrong. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. so if you know if that's irony or not, call in. We'll put you live on the air, and we'll talk to you about the definition of irony. You got about 20 minutes to call in. Yep, go ahead and give us a call as soon as you hear this. Uh, we'll put you live on the air. Uh, yeah, so he does that. He says, yeah, let's go play with these guys. They look fun, and uh, they look like they're having Russell a good Westbrook's time not on the team, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. Uh, you know, I can go be with Steve Kerr, who's really fun, and not Billy Donovan, who... Maybe is fun, but he's not Steve Kerr. It's not Steve Kerr fun. So he's just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm out of here and announces it in a article. Correct? Players Tribune. He announced it in Players Tribune, I think, July 4th. Yeah, that sounds right. Which was the first day of free agency. Yeah. For those who don't know, the, the, the Players Tribune is like a, I mean, I'm going to say magazine, but I don't think you can get physical copies of it. It's like a, an online journal, let's say. Uh where players are just given the agency to write about what they want to write about, you know, so that the reporting isn't being done about them. It's them telling you what they want to tell them, 
know, what they want you to know, but they get to tell you straight up. So he goes to the Player Tribune and says, hey, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to Golden State. I'm going to play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala out of Springfield, Illinois. Shout out. And Sean Livingston out of Peoria, Illinois. Shout out. Those are the main two reasons he went, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, the Splash Brothers, right? As yeah, they were Andre, Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, the, the Splash Brothers. Yeah. So he goes to, to Golden State and plays with them. And that brought the ire of a lot of people. Not just the state of Oklahoma, justifiable, but people all over the damn world, really, because we'll, we'll, NBA is international. We're like, why the hell are you doing this? We'll Fuck get there. You. We'll get there. We'll get there. So let's, yeah. let's first start by just talking about what it meant to us personally. Sure. And if you're listening, you're probably thinking, well, how the hell did this like impact these guys in a way that's emotional? And well, buckle up. We're about to tell you. I think we're talking about this primarily, one, because I love Kevin Durant and I wanted to talk about it. We're also talking about this because I think there is a lot of value in what Kevin Durant chose to do that doesn't get discussed. Uh, I think a lot of times people just talk about how uh, how shitty it was for him to basically, you know, if you're playing pickup ball, it's like being on the team that loses every game. And then you just go and play with the guys that are just running the court. Right. It's like, he, it's like he took the easy route out. Like that's, that's a lot of the criticism. Yeah. That's the narrative. That's the narrative. We're not necessarily saying that's what we are. That's not necessarily what we believe, but that is the narrative that has been, uh, put forth, put forth by, the media and social media and all of that. Yeah. And so I think what I, what I like to say, contrary to that narrative, is that, and the reason I want to talk about this is because I think Kevin Durant did something that we all want to do. He made a decision for himself and he said, I don't give a fuck about what other people think. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of us want that. A lot of us want to be able to say, I don't care what you want me to do with my I don't, life. I don't owe you, Oklahoma City, anything. Yeah. Like, I don't owe some Russell of us maybe feel that in our jobs. You know, like, oh, I don't want to leave because it's going to put my boss in this bad position. Or, you know, I don't want to leave this relationship or this relationship, church. Or, my family. Yeah. Also, you just said church. No, that's people out there can relate. No. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just think that's going to catch people off guard. That's fine. <laughs> I was trying to think of communities that people find themselves in and churches is one of those as our families and relationships and jobs and friend groups and uh, ska bands. I don't know. But sometimes you find yourself in those situations and you don't want to leave because you feel like you would be letting them down or you owe it to them. Yes. And yeah, like you're saying, Kevin Durant was just like, no, this is the best decision for me. So I'm going to go do it. And if you get mad at me, that says more about you than it does about me. And he left. We're going off of what Kevin Durant has said about this, right? Like we're we're trying to avoid the quote unquote media narrative of going to play for an easier team to win a championship. We're throwing that narrative away. We're saying Kevin Durant has publicly, he has not shied away from his decisions. Uh, and he's publicly said he went to Golden State because that's what he wanted for yeah. his life. He wa- He thought that the way they play basketball was more... Uh, engaging and fun way of playing the game with all mm-hmm. the ball movement. He wanted to be a part of that. He also talked about how he wanted to be in Oakland. He wanted I'll to say, be yeah, that's in, also. Oh, in should I stay in Oakland or should I stay in Oklahoma City? Exactly. Like he, he made a decision for his life. And if you're out there listening to this. Cue the music. 
this is the takeaway of the episode. It's coming seven minutes into the episode. You get the takeaway early. Make the decisions that are going to make you happy in your life. Don't let people tell you what to do. Don't let people hold you back. Don't feel like you owe it to somebody to live a lifestyle or a way that is destroying you. Like, go make the decision that you want to make. And if you got to talk to people about that, talk to them. But, like, just tell them, like, hey, I'm doing this because I think it's going to make me happier. And at the end of the day, like, I want to look back on my life and, like, say that it was as best as it could have been. And if you don't support that decision, that means you don't actually care about me. You just care about what I can do for you. Yeah. If, like, if, if your friend or if your relationship or church or family member or whoever is, like, going to shit on you for that, then that's more... That's like an indicator that maybe they're not the best friend yeah. or so, whatever. So that's Nick's takeaway here on the personal side of things. Because, he, yeah, he's right. Neither of us have personal connections here. My most personal connection to Kevin Durant is that he played at the University of Texas and was never able to beat the University of Kansas Jayhawks. How does it always come back to uh, Kansas Even though basketball? he dropped like 35 points and like 13 rebounds in the Big 12 championship game in 07, still couldn't. Take home the W. This guy's ridiculous. There are people who listen to this who, yeah, are more interested in the emotion that we talk about and the feelings that we talk about than they are about just sports. What I think this is a good example of is just a way for you to maybe empathize with sports fans and how they how strongly they can feel about these things. Because when Kevin Durant left, like I said, everyone... Like, everyone had an opinion on this if they were interested in sports. However, people in Oklahoma City, specifically, uh, had a more visceral reaction, let's say. And by that, I mean burning his jerseys and consistently, like, really to this day, like, cussing him out on social media and really just being bad people to him. Uh... And we obviously don't condone condone that because he is able to make that decision. But I think this could be a good example of like you get to see through his leaving the city, you get to see how much he meant to the city. And so if you watch people react really heavily to sports or to sporting news and you think to yourself like that, that doesn't make sense. Like it's just a guy. Why is he leaving? Because a lot of people, I don't want to say necessarily find their identity in that. But, like, that's their team. They do find a part of themselves is in that team. That's who they devote their time to. It's who they, they devote their money to. It's it's a piece of their it lives. Is a piece of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially if you live in Oklahoma City. And that's the same in any city. People have pride in where they're from. And it feels like a betrayal of where you're from. Or, like, well, he's, like, kind of shitting on your city in favor of somewhere else. Whenever someone that big says, no, I'm leaving to... Yeah. to go to this. I don't care enough about you guys. And for Oklahoma City specifically, like this is a place that did not have an NBA basketball team until Kevin Durant was yeah. in the NBA. Like, yeah, because he, he was drafted to Seattle, played there a year, and then went to Oklahoma City when yeah. Seattle, the Lost Supersonics, yeah. moved from Seattle to Oklahoma City. So like he was their guy. Like that, that, that is who they know. This it could be like an interesting exercise of empathizing with the people who do feel strongly about something like this, even though... You know, Nick and I aren't telling you how we had these strong reactions to it. 
it's not hard to find the people who did have strong reactions to it. And those are real emotions that it's legitimate for those people to feel to an extent. Like, obviously, you shouldn't be abusing him on Twitter and stuff. And it doesn't really make sense to burn a jersey that you spent like $100 on. But those emotions are are real. And they're, they're not something to be making fun of because that is a big part of them that just got torn away. And I don't really know what the best, you know, comparison is to that for non-sporting world but use this as an opportunity to understand those people maybe a little bit more that's all i'm getting at yeah 100%. But the the category here is what it meant to us personally it didn't mean shit to me personally i'm saying zero out of ten. Zero out of ten for yeah, no. i didn't mean shit out of, it, it, nothing just brushing it off your shoulder oh cool he's playing for another team i don't care okay cool yeah. uh for me it was an eight out of ten here's why wow here's why we are very different people. very different people i think people can tell that obviously mm. from just listening. Uh-huh. Eight out of 10 for me, because I, I feel like I'm going through a season of my life where I'm having to learn this lesson of choosing what I think is going to make me most happy over what I think other people mm-hmm. are going to want for me or think I should do with my life. I'm very much in a space of trying to figure that out for me. And so when I think about Kevin Durant and and the decisions that he's made because he he after he left Oklahoma City he did play for Golden State for a few years and then he left again to go to Brooklyn to play for the Nets and so for me I look at those those instances and it's a lesson this is the roadmap right like you can just choose your happiness over what other people think you should do with your life. So I'm learning that. That's a lesson that I'm learning. So it means a lot to me because of that. Yeah, you are more in touch with your emotions than I am. All right. At least as regards to this. So you're saying 8 out of 10. I'm saying 0 out of 10. Let's jump to... How does he have something else? No, I, let, let's... Yeah, how, how, did, how, did, culture. how did this affect culture at large? This is going to be fun, I think. Yeah, so... So that was the serious moment of the podcast. It's, this is about to turn into a shit show. It was serious there because we were still... I got serious for about two seconds and that was it. Yeah, so how it affects culture, a couple things. Two things immediately came to mind for me. We have talked, at least I think we have, maybe maybe this has been an off-air conversation. We have talked before, Nick T and I, about the relationship between sports and hip-hop, specifically basketball and hip-hop. And boy, oh boy, does Kevin Durant have a lot of... Uh, he's found a home in hip-hop lyrics. Yes. Like this specifically... Him leaving Oklahoma City. Like, <laughs> he is most known within the world of hip hop, not as a basketball player, but as a guy who guy left drums. and created a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think the best instance of that is in the greatest rapper of all time, Kendrick Lamar, his track, The, Par- the Heart Part Four, in which he says, Tables turned, lesson learned, my best look. You jumped sides on me. Now you're about to meet Westbrook. That'd be Russell Westbrook, his teammate at Oklahoma City, who he, a spurned lover, if you will. Go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch you. Just know the next game played, I might slap the shit out you. Technical foul, I'm flagrant, I'm foul. They've thrown me out, you've thrown the towel. So within the context of that song, A, hard as fuck. Let's go, Kendrick. B, talking about, in my opinion, either Drake or... Uh, Big Sean. Either way, love that he's saying like, all right, like 
you like betrayed me. He feels betrayed the way that Westbrook feels betrayed. That's fine. Next time I see you, it's going down. And every time Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook play each other, it's a damn dog fight. So yeah, that that following season when they match up, it is must see TV. Yeah, not because the games are competitive, because, because Golden State, State always wins. But Westbrook's about to have like forty five point triple double after shooting like a hundred times because he's just trying to outdo everything KD does, and they're out there talking shit the entire time. It's great. So that's just one example, though. There are there are other examples of rappers dropping KD references, specifically him leaving uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, while we're talking about hip hop and and the the greats of of hip hop, if you hey say I'm, the greats of hip hop, hey and then you hey bring up the man I think you're about to bring up. Hey, the 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 culture backs it up. I I don't necessarily agree, but you cannot tell me that the rest of the world doesn't think that he's one of the greats. The greats when it comes to sales and the greats of pop. Yes, not the greats of hip hop. Leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave that there. I want to make an NBA hip hop comparison. I want to compare Kevin Durant to a hip hop artist. That hip hop artist is Aubrey Graham, also known as Drake. Fuck Drake. I think that if you were... We talked about doing this, right? We talked about comparing Ooh, back basketball behind players. the scenes. BTS, not the. I'm pretty sure that's the K-pop group. Behind the scenes, when we were conceptualizing this podcast, one of the early ideas was taking basketball players and comparing them to hip hop artists. Aren't you glad we went this direction? <laughs> uh, I just want to say, Drake. Kevin Durant, they got a lot of things in common. They're very, they're senses. They, they, they feel a lot of things. Uh, they, they're not ashamed of their feelings. They, they, they're even buddy buddy. Like you see Kevin Durant and Drake videos. Drake, Drake shouts them out in songs pretty often. Like they got a lot of things in common. You see them. Kevin Durant's on Golden State. Drake's on the sidelines in Toronto watching games. They're shit talking back and back, hugging after the game. Like there's a, there's a, there's a level of. They they get each other, and I think I think Kevin Durant, being the the person that he is, going at it with Twitter trolls, having burner accounts. Oh, we'll, we, get, we we'll get to that. We haven't talked about burner accounts yet, but like this is a dude that's like not ashamed of having burner accounts and defending himself. That feels like that feels like some Drake stuff, right? Like I I think if there's a rap equivalent for Kevin Durant, it's it's got to be Aubrey. Graham. And uh, this was Drake Knight here, and uh, he's the one who just interrupted us. What, give me a taste of what the uh, trash talk was like, what the, uh, you know, what the interaction is like with your, your buddy there. I don't give a damn about no damn Drake Knight. <laughs> I don't disagree with your hypothesis. Moving on from that, whatever year he ends up on, like playing for Golden State, Kevin Durant, that, that year is so interesting. It is, it is a cultural moment sort of in and of itself, at least in the NBA Twitter world. Like... There was nothing else talked about on NBA Twitter besides Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook's beef. Like that was the topic of conversation the entire season. And I think my favorite part of that, of their quote unquote beef, which they've, Kevin Durant at least has tried to say that there was never a beef between them, but who believes that? There was a beef. Come uh, on now. My favorite moment of that is when they have to play on the all-star team together. Do you remember I this? I do. Yeah. 
they have to play on the all-star team together. And they're like, Russell Westbrook throws Kevin Durant an alley-oop. Kevin Durant finishes the dunk. And there's like this awkward thing, like, are they going to like be buddy-buddy again? It's just weird, man. It was yeah. a weird vibe. First quarter, you and Kevin Durant, you pass the ball to each other, kind of, you know, have some fun. It's all over now. Yeah, do a lob. That's all that happened. You just do a lob. It's basketball. Yeah. That's it. No high fives, nothing. Else. Did you see it? I mean, I was. Let's say burner. Uh, let's just jump into the burner account real quick because I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, KD, this happened, was defending himself on Twitter against Twitter trolls, saying that he was, you know, weak for, for leaving and all this, you know, all this stuff. And he defended himself, but he did it in such a way that it became very obvious very quickly that Kevin Durant had been using burner accounts. And by that, we mean he had multiple Twitter accounts that were not at Kevin Durant or KD Trey 35. They were at, you know, Kevin Durant fan 25, you know, or, you know, whatever else it may have been. And he would use that to defend himself on Twitter without so that people would think that he had those fans defending him. But it was just him talking to those people. One day he did that on his actual account, didn't realize he wasn't on one of his burners. And I just think that's fucking hilarious. Like, I don't really know how that impacts culture at large, but I know that I love that. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And I think it's worth bringing up and power move. It kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about do what makes you happy. What made him happy was talking shit to people on Twitter without repercussions. Do your thing. Yeah. You at home listening, make yourself a burner account. <laughs> Start talking shit and backing it up and defend yourself if need be. I don't know what you're doing to where you need to defend yourself, but if that's a situation, make a burner account, do it yourself. I'm going to 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 for culture. That's higher than I thought Just you were going to go. The, the hip-hop thing is significant, and hip-hop oh, is sure. like the music of America right now. Like that's, yeah. That is the American genre at the moment. And if you're big in that field and you're big culturally uh, – and I'm I'm gonna I it probably should only be like a six, but I'm giving him a bonus bump for the burner account just because I fucking love that so much. So I'm going eight out of ten. Yeah, I think your six would have been a lot closer to where I'm at. I I'm gonna go with a five out of ten. I think for the NBA world and for the hip hop world, this was a big deal. Like again, that season it was all that was talked about on Twitter. Uh, obviously, getting name dropped by Drake, uh, having multiple verses related to the situation from Kendrick Lamar. Like, these are all big deals. Uh, and so I'm going to go 5 out of 10 because that, that stuff matters. That's definitely important. Yeah. But for me, like, to me, that that was relevant within a certain context sure. of people. It didn't really – like, this, what we're talking about, didn't really stretch outside of the NBA or hip-hop, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So let's move on to how it affected sports. Yeah. And specifically, obviously – the NBA. I'm going to go quickly on this one. And I'm going to say it definitely had an effect. But I think a lot of the biggest way to me is that, you know, he was a superstar player who is just jumping around doing what he wants to do. But LeBron was like, had just done that. He had just gone from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland. He's like, what, two, one or two years away from going to L.A.? Like we've seen these superstars kind of demanding their own contract and going and playing wherever they want. So it feels like he is following in the footsteps of other players who have already done that. One other player being LeBron James. I mean, we saw Shaq doing it. 
You know, we saw Shaq go from LA, Orlando to LA to Miami. Like we'd seen that before. There's, a, there's uh, only been a few of the greats sure, yeah. that have done it. But they are the peak like, of their it, careers. It wasn't he wasn't trailblazing or anything. You know, like the, the sport had seen a superstar decide to, you know, collect the bag and go somewhere else. It changed basketball in a huge way because then he goes to Golden State and gets uh two championships, some finals MVP awards. In his tenth year in the league. He's been a perennial all-star. He's been the league MVP, but he's never been the finals MVP. You're Bill Russell, 2017 finals MVP, Kevin Durant. You know, without an injury, maybe he gets three, you know, but instead they lose to Toronto. Goes to, uh, to Brooklyn, like you said earlier, pairs up with Kyrie Irving. So the, the game of the NBA, like the NBA landscape has changed significantly because of this situation we have two like golden state might still win those two championships but maybe oklahoma city wins those or wins one of them or Or maybe lebron gets or maybe lebron gets another one exactly yeah so him leaving like was incredibly significant to the nba just for the like yeah historically like who we see as far as champions and finals mvps and best teams of all time and stuff like that but yeah for the other for him actually leaving I'm a little bit lower on that just because he, like I said, it's been done before. So I'm only going to give this a five out of 10. That's where I'm going to land on this, which gives me a total of uh, 13 out of 30 for my score for this episode. So real quick, I'll say a few things about how I think it affects the sport player movement. Uh, I know he's not the first to, uh, you just said it, right? Like he's not the first person to, be at the superstar level and switch teams. It's happened before. It'll happen more often. But I, I do think he did it in a way that I think was not as traditional as the way those, those other guys did it. Uh, I think he did it in a way it was like he had the power to make a personal choice. I think historically speaking, some guys have have been able to transition and tra- and make their way to other teams, but they, they needed – more support for the from the organizations to do that and i think what we're seeing now is that players are literally in control of their own destiny like if they want out they can get out and if they want out and to play for a specific place they can get out and go to that specific place you know like i think the power dynamics of the nba have shifted and i think kevin durant is uh not a not not a not the first to do it, but I think he's definitely uh, he's done it in a way that has shown the rest of the league like, hey, you can go make the decision that you want to make. And these organizations will will have to adjust to what you want, not the other way around. And I think the the other thing that is happening in the NBA right now is that markets still matter. Like I remember growing up and free agency being a big deal for. Chicago, LA, New York, like these these big market teams, you're thinking, and the players were thinking at those times, like, hey, I got to get to a big market. If I want to make the most money I can, if I want to have the most success I can, I need to play in a big market. That is no longer true. Like, that's archaic in a lot of ways. Like, Kevin Durant played in a small market in Oklahoma City and made all the money in the world, was able to get endorsement deals out the wazoo. Like, the market didn't limit him in that way. And 
And he chose, it's it's going to sound like a big market because it's New York, but he chose to go play for Brooklyn, which in the, in the scheme of the NBA is a small market team, uh, even though it's connected to mid, a bigger Mid-market, scene. I would say. Mid-market, yeah. sure. Like the Knicks are the New York team, though. The Knicks are the big market team. Brooklyn is is important because it's so close to New to to. I don't even know how New York works. What bur? I don't know what what boroughs do the Knicks play in. Oh, I have no absolutely no idea. <laughs> anyway, New York is a mystery. The, the point is, markets don't matter as much. Like guys can go and make as much money as they want wherever. Yeah, which is just the product of our culture now and technological advances. Where Charlotte, hypothetically, I mean Charlotte's a trash team. That's a bad example. Uh, New Orleans could end up being a significant place for people just because. I don't think Charlotte's a bad example necessarily because i think about a guy like steph curry who's from charlotte if he decided to leave oklahoma or to leave golden state and go play for charlotte sure it would not hamper his financial yeah. mobility he would still be able to and the difference is they the the only difference now but within markets in my opinion i'm not an expert in this obviously but it used to be you had to go to your la's chicago's new york's because that's where all the endorsements were going to be you, have, you know but like you said, now endorsements are everywhere. Um, so really, the only the biggest difference is how much can that team pay you? And the big market teams still have more money for sure than your small market teams. Contract in terms of a, yeah, a like contract. how much money they have to give you, and also pay other players to make the team a functioning. So you went. What'd I you went go? five out of ten. You went five out of ten yeah. for sports. I'll go. I'll go. Four out of ten. So it puts you at seventeen out of ten. Seventeen out of ten. I went or 13. seventeen out of thirty. Or yeah, seventeen out of thirty. I went thirteen out of thirty. So we're at a thirty out of sixty. We're we're right down the middle here. Wow. All right. Look at that. I'm sorry, Kevin. Proud Ryan. of us. I hoped for better for you. We should have tried. We should have rigged it to get thirty-five out of sixty. Ah, uh, we're Fuck. idiots. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at with Kevin Durant leaving. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel for the Game Pod. And tell us that we're really dumb for not getting to 35 and tell us what you would have done differently with your rankings or share fun memories of Kevin Durant, like the time that he lost to Kansas or um, I don't know. That's the only good memory I have of him. There's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. So next week, uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. women's national team. If you have like good memories or anything like that, that you know, you might just have a connection with the U.S. women's national team. Yeah. Send us a send yeah. us a voice memo telling us about... 30 seconds to a minute. Telling us about Any a moment. Any longer than a minute, it'll get cut off right at the minute mark. Yeah. You won't get to finish. Mid-word. Under 30 seconds, I'll love you forever. And then in the meantime, we'll leave you with uh, Kendrick Lamar's The Heart Part 4. Shout out, K-Dot. That's all we got. Go listen to the full song. It's yeah, worth it. It's, it's definitely worth the it. The Heart Part 4. And... We'll see you. Oh, we won't see you. You'll hear us next week next Tuesday. on the U.S. Women's National Team. Until then, uh, I love you, and I hope you have a safe drive home if you're driving, and I hope you have a good night's sleep if you're trying to go to sleep, and that you have a good morning if you're listening to this on your way to work, and that if you're listening to it while you're exercising, you don't hurt yourself, and you take a nice hot shower afterwards. It would mean so much if you listen to this podcast while trying to fall asleep. That means you trust us with... Or it means that we're boring the hell out of you. I think it means that they trust us. Mm. They like our voices enough. I can't to... wait to betray that trust. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys.
Feel for the Game is an Area Code production. Produced and edited by Nick Thompson and Noah Kirby. Follow Feel for the Game on Instagram at feelforthegamepod. And to learn more about Feel for the Game and Area Code, visit areacodenetwork.com. This is an Area Code podcast.